Hi, welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And this episode, we are going to talk about that exciting topic of family dynamics. So we're in the middle of holiday season here in the States, and that always brings up a lot for people. And I thought it would be a good time to address some of these relationships that you have, your relationship with yourself, and maybe how to navigate this holiday season with a little bit more joy, finesse, uh, respect for self, and some energy tools that can make it all seem a bit more manageable. So join me for that topic, won't you? VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense So the holidays And this actually will apply to any time in your life because you have family and friends and people around you, I assume, unless you're living in the middle of the woods by yourself. Uh, And But the holidays can be a time where everything gets heightened. Our senses, our intuition, our... Uh, relationship conflicts, it all just gets bubbled up because the more we add the pressure and the stress to our lives, the more of a powder keg we become because, you know, adrenals get overloaded, there's no place to put the extra energy, and we end up losing our stuffing. Even though we're past Thanksgiving, there's still some stuffing to be lost. So, I thought it might be a good idea to come right out, address this, and then you know maybe add some tools to that toolbox of yours in order to handle this season. And I hope come out of it in a way that transitions into 2020 in a much more rested, um, thoughtful, appreciative, fun way. So... The holidays can bring out the best and the worst of all families. Sometimes families do really well during the holidays because they're reminded of tradition. And we get together and realize, hey, I really do like these people that I'm surrounded by. And sometimes it goes the other way. A lot of the times the movies you know, depict this where it just becomes, we're getting together and it's going to be such a joyous thing and then it becomes a catastrophe. And a lot of the times you can see that people are in such reactive mode that they're not really able to be enjoying the, the process. So I'd like to remind you from a soul perspective that you chose your family you chose them whether you were adopted, you were biological, you are um, assimilated in to the group through foster system. Um, <laughs> however you look at it, you chose these people. And I think it's important for us to take responsibility for that and look to that place. Um, sometimes it can create a, a, a feeling of wonderment, like, wow, I did really well. And other times it's like, what the heck was I thinking? And 
you know, probably a combination thereof throughout somebody's lifetime if you go around the sun enough times. So if you start there with the idea and the humor and the understanding that I chose this group, then whatever's going on isn't happening so much to you. It's happening around you, perhaps for your information and for your own soul's growth. So it's a good place to begin. And I like to have the humor around that because there have been some um, times where I really did not understand why. And then there I chose the family I chose. And then other times I'm like, oh, this is why I'm here. And this is what I'm wanting to learn, to understand, to in order for my soul to grow. You know, I I have a large family and I'm grateful for them. And yet I maintain my individuality. Some would say to the exclusion of family, but that's not always the case. But I maintain my individuality because I really understand that I'm here in my soul's journey in order to connect with all kinds of families, not only my biological, but the soul family the families of love that I've created, um, the work community, all of you who listen on the podcast are part of my uh, exponential family unit. And I think that I need to look at that as well and not only be uh, focused on the family of origin. And it's a challenging balance in order to do that because you know, sometimes people can get their, their little noses in a, in a jam about how maybe you're not as available when you have these other family units. But I really believe we're here to have an experience as much as possible. And I believe that happens in the diversity of the people that are around. So it's been ironic to me that we often give a lot of gifts during the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of the other ones included. When I say holidays, I'm just putting them all in one box because one, I don't want to forget anybody. And two, come on, we got to lighten up. It's a word. Um, We don't need to plant a flag in anything. I readily say happy holidays and you can say it to me. It's all good. Um, but there's a lot of presents that go around during this time. And yet it's probably when we're the least present because there's so many obligations and parties and cooking and preparing and concerts and just everything that, and then weather. I mean, we just got two feet of snow. (laughs) So, um, you factor in the winter, uh, component and it's very challenging to be present And yet we're focusing on getting the perfect present for someone. What if the perfect present you already have is what you already have on board? And it's your time and it's your focus and it's your attention that when the person is talking, you are completely present with them. I love the English language and sometimes it confounds me. But in this case, I feel like this is one of those Here's your sign from Bill Engvall. You know, he did a pretty good skit on that, that it's right there in front of your stinking face. Stop with the 
multi-presence and getting the best present that in all likelihood are you going to remember in two months anyway, because we're so transient, um, and give the gift of being present because that will bring some of the energy down, some of the frenetic energy down around the holiday season, which is going to help with the family dynamics. Now, if you have people who are really competitive in their gift giving, let them be. It's their choice. We have to stop assuming that we're in charge of how other people think, act, you know, and perceive their own holidays. All of these things contribute. And I find that a lot of the times we're so busy running, we don't stop to look to see what's contributing to our own crankiness and our own reaction to the system um, that has been created. And everybody celebrates a little bit differently. And times change and people grow up and uh, and some traditions need to shift and to grow. That's part of being a soul as well. This is expansion. And I know that it's very heartwarming for some people and it's something that they want to do every year. But I also wonder if there isn't some of the stress that's being created because the change is not being embraced. And again, to go back to being present, if you're present in this situation of change, it's not as difficult um, because you can ask yourself the questions of what's going on here? Why am I freaking out? It's change. Change happens every day. So the, the family dynamics that can come about with this, you're really responsible for your own wiring and how you're communicating. It's much like giving a gift, right? You're in charge of the delivery. You're in charge of how it's presented to someone, but you're not in charge of the reception. If they, if they don't like it, they don't like it. Um, taking that personally and taking it as a reflection of who you are, and this can apply during this holiday season, um, might be a good thing to practice in handing it over and not being attached to what's going to happen or you know the look on the person's face. I have a terrible gift-receiving face. I know that. And if someone was to only read my face, they would often think that I didn't like what was being presented. And that's very rarely the case. It's mostly I'm trying to hold back an ugly cry. <laughs> and then it makes me look, I don't know, like I just ate a lemon or something. Uh, I'm conscious of it and I try to shift it. But those emotions well up in me and sometimes... You know, I could, I, I know I should never play poker because it shows up on my face, everything. And that's okay. Um, except in session. I'm pretty good in session of keeping it professional. But outside of it, yeah, no, I'm going to become a puddle if, if something's presented. And that can be a hug. And I, it took me a while to realize that that's what was going on. And maybe the, there was a misconception happening to which then I actually said to one of my relatives, stop reading my face, like go by my words and my actions. Um, you know, what's going on on my face? I don't, I guess I could control it, but I'm not going to. Um, and that 
can be the case when you're presenting with someone, but the big development thing you want to do here is just not get attached to it. Maybe give them a second, wait. But when you're um, in this dance with someone else in a family or in with a partner, the idea of staying in your own space, in your own energy field, like we talked about on previous episodes, enhances any relationship. It makes clear some relationships as well because you may just find that, oh, it's not just their face. I really am not enjoying their energy um, or how they talk or their views of the world. Um, and then you could decide from there. But it all circles around being present and in the moment and not so distracted. And this can be challenging because we have all these pressures that if we give in to them for one day of celebration, it's kind of like a wedding too. You know, I've often thought, why do you put so much pressure on one day? It's the marriage you got to think about. Um, so have the the wedding be very simple and an expression of your love and then put all that attention into an energy into how you're going to support the relationship. Maybe we end up in divorce court less. So anyway, that's a nice digression. But this is part of family dynamics too, right? You may be someone who went through a divorce this year or it's your first year of not having your kids on the holidays. And that's hard, but it's about change and it's about shift. How can you, especially if you have kids in your life, how can you be present and show them that, okay, so we'll create a, a, a new way. Um, when my kids were young, they're until they were, I don't know, in the double digits somewhere, they did go to their mother's house. And um, it would always be chaos on Christmas Day to get to everybody. And I finally put a halt on that and said, you know what? She can have Christmas Day and we will do Christmas at a different time. I mean, eventually that was a moot point anyway, but I just couldn't stand to see the kids all twisted up and so stressed out and not enjoying any of the houses we went to because it was like a drive through So some of the pressure can be taken off by recognizing it, the holidays, if we look to the kids, where's the joy for them? And I'm, again, I'm not talking about a lot of gifts. Um, we did, for our kids, they had a set amount um, they could decide one big gift, you know, on their request list or a bunch of little gifts. And we stuck to that. Uh, and some of it was not entirely conscious on my part about the gift giving. Some of it was financial. I refused to go into debt for Christmas. It's not going to happen. Um, the, but some of it was also so they could appreciate what it was that they were receiving and last conversations I've had with them, they can tell me what they got for Christmas and, and in a given year because it made an impact on them. And I think coming up with our own traditions is important because that's alignment. That's where you learn to connect with yourself. So this may be challenging for some of your family members because, again, they want the tradition. But we have, if we're not 
uh, enjoying where we're going. We're not being authentic anyway. So go authentically or don't go at all. And um, in, in this regard, you know, you may need to spend some time by yourself figuring out what that means. Um, with the families, we don't all come as a pod, right? So <laughs> especially in my case, right? I have seven siblings who all have significant others or children or both. And that, and then those children have children. And now we're starting on that next role, um, uh, row of those children having children. And that makes the, the community, the family community much bigger. And I often see people putting pressure on themselves because they're think of the law of averages. There are going to be some that you just don't get along with or you don't align with. Manners are important. You must have manners in any situation. But you don't have to like your family. I don't know where this pressure came from, probably back in the survival days where we needed everybody to pitch in. Um, But I see so many people repeating years and years of abuse, especially at the holidays, because they're family. And they'll say, well, they're family. And my response to that is, I understand. However, no amount of abuse is okay. Anyone talking to someone in a derogatory manner is not okay. And putting up with that repeatedly, you're joining the ranks of your um, poor behavior relatives. And you don't have to put up with that. It takes courage. It takes an incredible amount of bravery to be able to say no thank you. Um, And it is sometimes incredibly challenging to be the one who chooses not to go to the gatherings because they always end up the same way. Um, Somebody always typically drinks too much or gets involved in an argument or someone doesn't like that person's boyfriend. So, oh, the drama. Um, So great respect to those who decide no thank you and find a way to appreciate the holiday. And maybe you get together with the ones you really do jive with a different time, the weekend before, the weekend after, sometime in March. This is about choice. And if you're choosing to be in the middle of a situation that leaves you feeling awful um, or reduces your energy field, then it's time to take responsibility for that and realize it's just not necessary. And if they don't like you, so what? Um, Sometimes I get a kick out of the fact that some some members of my uh, related group find me annoying. That creates humor in me because I can con- I can consciously say, I can absolutely say, I'm not doing anything to perpetuate that except being myself. And for the most part, although I believe in say what you think and feel, uh, for the most part, I don't. Um, where it's not going to be productive. It's just not necessary. So if someone finds me annoying because of my energy, I take that as a compliment. Because when you raise your frequency and you raise your vibration, often those that don't want to shift or 
don't want to look at their own stuff will find you annoying. So to me, that's a bit of a feedback loop where I get to say, oh, I must be doing something well. As long as I'm not contributing, I find that to be a compliment when someone doesn't like me. <laughs> um, if I'm being a, a nudge, well, that's on me and I have to figure out how to change that. So going into any family, whether it's a wedding, um, you know, a, a christening, a get together, a barbecue, doesn't really matter. The, the yearly uh, go away on vacation together and have a miserable time. I really don't understand those because number one, you're supposed to be relaxing. You're investing money to go get, be miserable. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, this happens wherever we go and this could be in a work environment and just being able to step back and look at the dynamics and not engage in whatever the drama games are or the poor me's that people want to talk about. Recognize that that's their gig. Like that, if if that's what they like and you don't, come up with some one-liners, um, a way to shift the conversation, or um, share something that's going well in your life and see if you can start a, a train of appreciation. Um, number one, don't talk about them with other family members. Don't complain. Don't engage in all of that because that lowers vibration and it keeps the process going. Um, I know that there are families that genuinely do well. They love each other. They play together. They have fun. I so adore this. I actually have an example of it in my life right now. And it's fascinating to me to watch that dynamic and to see, I know it's possible, but to be part of it um, is, and, and to be conscious of what's going on, you know, still have their stuff and, and don't want to live together, uh, but really, truly appreciate each other. That's fun. Um, and I think that's something we could aspire to. And yet each time we re-engage with poor behaviors, we're giving permission to that. And most of the people listening to this are adults. So you have the choice about whether you're going to engage or not. So when we come back, how does all of this develop, help you develop your intuition? Um, well, stick around and I will connect the dots for you. You're listening to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickibaird.com booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicki's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy it's free and there's a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. 
it has made this process seamless. And something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. So thanks for sticking around. The I always appreciate it that it's listened to um, the second part where is where we get into what are some of the skill sets that will enhance life, whether it's coaching, intuition, practical advice, or sometimes it just comes down to Vicky's opinion now, doesn't it? So how this connects to raising your intuition is the more you're aware of how you're contributing to any interaction, any conversation, any group, any relationship, you are paying attention to your vibrational field. So you're naturally raising your vibration every time you pay attention to your own mannerisms. Isn't that fantastic? Like you've been doing the work and you didn't even know it. So when we circle back to the idea of you chose this family and you have some humor around it, that's going to raise the vibration. If you go into the woe is me about it um, or tell the story of 10 years ago, remember when that happened on Christmas and they did this and that did that, oh my goodness, um, that lowers your vibration. You can feel it literally sucking the air out of you. Um, when I'm working with someone unless they're giving me information that's pertinent to their hurts and how they develop their beliefs, I do not allow story. I don't allow talking about this one or that one in that way because it's a waste of our time together and it lowers the vibration. So because everything has a frequency, you do too. So what if you were the one that showed up at any of these get-togethers? And I'm focusing on the get-together because it's a couple weeks. Well, actually, this will be a week before Christmas when this comes out. Um, I'm uh, So what if you were the one that walks into any situation with your whole self intact, with your vibration high? What if you were the one that decides this is the year that I'm going to leave all of my baggage at the door. I'm going to meet these people for the first time energetically. And I'm going to see what happens. When you do that, when you walk into any situation and you meet someone for the first time of who they are that day, of course you're going to have history and everything, but when you do this, it allows for some of the old hurts to drop away it allows for the um, story of, well, he always acts like this. He always says that. He always does this. Well, maybe that's true, but do you have to perpetuate it? So knock it off. So when you walk in with that energy, it also allows you to um, appreciate maybe some of the stuff you couldn't see because you were so crowded and clouded with your preconceptions. I remember the first time I did this, I had the best get together because my focus went towards the kids and I wouldn't naturally go there. 
uh, I would interact with them, but it wouldn't be where I would spend my time. And <laughs> when I walked in that day deciding I am not going to do the old behaviors, it's just I don't want to. I don't want to is bo- bottom line when it comes down to the kids were naturally attracted to me and I had a good time with them because kids walk around in that, right? They look for the new every day and they pretty much clean off well every day energetically um, until they get to be about 12, 13 and then it can pile on again and they might need to learn this. So my teenagers who are listening to this get in the practice now of showing up to places brand new, walking in there, you have your skill sets, you're capable, and yet you don't want to walk in with the old stories in your head because it does create a a conflict of energy. So when you're the one who's walking in clean, you're raising the vibration of the room. You'll be contributing to the vibration of the whole get-together. How fun is that? It's free. It's so exciting to see it's kind of a little bit like a laboratory the first couple of times you do it, and then it gets to be, hopefully gets to be habit. Um, before you go into any situation, bring that white light. Ask for the white light to surround you. Say a serenity prayer. Do your uh, mala beads. Take a couple deep breaths. Do a meditation. Sing a song. Sing a couple songs on the ride over. Um... But do that white light, and you can white you can picture wherever you're going to be a restaurant, the home, uh, the get together, your home. You can fill that with white light. That raises the vibration of everyone in the room, and it's think of it as a, a another gift you're giving that you don't have to wrap. So when you're doing this and you're deciding to be in the higher vibration, that does not mean that you're forgiving of all trespasses, <laughs> those who trespass against us. It doesn't mean that you're letting go of, again, the poor behavior or you just smile through anybody being a turd. You don't. It just means that you, your, if your energy field is well stocked, some of the stuff that you might have found annoying or that was um, hurtful may not even get through. You may find yourself saying, well, you know what, that's their vibration and I'm not going to stand here. You get up and you leave and you remove yourself from the conversation. Or you have the conversation of that's not okay and I am not appreciating the way you're speaking to me, so I'm going to leave. Again, it takes bravery, but you have it in you if that's what's necessary in your group. It doesn't mean make nice for everyone. It simply means you respect the space and who you are and whomever your host or hostess is, and you bring a vibration of of, um, togetherness, of uh, having a good time, of maybe healing some of the old hurts. Maybe you're the one who carries the baggage around and you bring it in and other people have changed and you're not seeing it. You're changing how maybe other people have. If you go in and you see them for who they are today, you may be pleasantly surprised. Um, I had used one line for myself 
with um, particularly challenging um, person I was working with. And I remember saying to myself, well, other people seem to like her. So let me walk in there with the energy of what is likable about this person? And it just drops the, the conflict and it allows you to be present and it allows you to assess, use your own spidey senses of what's different here and where's the opportunity and how can I be so open that I see the opportunity. It amazes me when I'm with people and then, you know, we're, we leave and we're discussing, it wasn't that fun. And I'll point out like 10 things that happened and they're like, when did you see that? Who'd you talk to? Where'd you go? And I'm like, it was all right there, right in front of you. We were all sitting at the same table and the look of incredulousness. And that's simply a practice of being present. And I say simply, it's not easy to get there, but once you're there, it actually is pretty easy, and then your head is so quiet, you can hear all these other things. There's not a bunch of tapes running in the background. So one of the other ways to raise your vibration is to use the beauty of this, this season. Appreciate the twinkly lights, the music, even the snowfall that's so pretty today, um, and the fireplaces and just the time, the good food, all of it, and decide what does the season mean for you? For me, it's about hope. It's about excitement of the coming year, completion of the current one. It's about reflection. It's about the music. Um, I like I said earlier, I don't give a lot of gifts. I don't do a lot of shopping. I am making things this year. That's kind of fun because the time is the gift. I'd rather you give me a coupon on a piece of paper that says we're going to go for a walk or we're going to grab coffee together or, um, you know, like my granddaughter would give me, um, if she gave me, I, I actually got to have a date night with her and go out to dinner because she's a busy teenager now. Um, and I love that. I, that would be fantastic. It's the time we spend with people that really matters and the investment we make in ourselves in that time. And don't, if we don't get lost in the materialism of the season, we'll raise your vibration too, because you'll be so tuned into the joy that, you know, I call them angel bumps, you'll get angel bumps and just be so appreciative of it so that when we're in January, it's still there. It's not one day done, take the tree down, pack it up. Oh good, it's done. Um, clean up the living room, get out. You know, it's, it stretches it out. So, uh, if you fall into the retail part and get cranky, um, and realize that's not the vibration you want to be in, take some time, take a breath, take an evening off. Um, really ask yourself, what does this season mean? What does the end of the year mean to me? What does the winter solstice mean? How can I go in to this season with a time uh, and an energy of appreciation and of getting to know myself a little bit more and then 
gather up my gratitude and graciousness for the fact that we're celebrating. Um, Bring your humor and realize that you're contributing to not only your vibration, but your family's vibration, the vibration of the universe that just goes out exponentially to all. And what would you like your contribution to be this season? If you spend time with yourself, you you can take a little inventory of who are my family? Um, Where is my community? Um, Am I part of this world? Maybe instead of purchasing a bunch of stuff that we don't need that just clutters, maybe a donation is made in your family's name or you volunteer for a day um, or you invite someone into your family's gathering who could help raise the vibration with their own appreciation. This uh, energy of appreciation and clear observation tunes up your Claire sisters. Remember the Claire sisters? Clairvoyant, Clairaudient, Claircognizant, Clairgustus, Claire... I always forget one. Clairsentient. Um, it increases them. So if you want to develop your own intuitive senses and use them with your other five senses, there's nothing better than a family gathering <laughs> to really um, focus those and maybe see how you've interacted in the past before you knew that you were clairsentient and you were absorbing other people's energy uh, and and maybe reacting from what they were bringing. It's so much fun to be able to say, oh, that's their stuff. I was absorbing it and that's why I was participating. And if you're feeling uh, other people's energy, it's not their responsibility to make sure you're not overwhelmed. It's your responsibility. If you're feeling it, you need to do something to take care of that. The, remove your etheric cords, take a sea salt bath, hang on to those stones, uh, remember to spend time by yourself, get good rest, exercise, sing, drink plenty of water, um, say no. Say no thank you to some offers of getting together or parties or things that aren't resonating with you. So it's your responsibility to take care of them. Um, Once you become aware of family dynamics, don't sit in judgment. Figure out how you're contributing. Change that and see if there's not a shift in the whole situation. If there isn't, well, then you can decide whether you no longer participate and how you communicate that to people um, and what your participation is in going forward. So all of this self-awareness contributes to knowing how to work with, use, and enhance your own intuition. Because if you're not willing to look at your emotions and your relationships and dynamics, you're just going to hit the surface of intuitive abilities. You're not really going to delve too deep into it because it takes um, keen observation to connect with angels, your guides, spirit, 
um, nature, it takes being present. So why don't you give yourself the gift of that this holiday season and see if that doesn't change things up dramatically. I am grateful for the gift you are in my life. And I thank you for listening to this podcast this year. And it seems like the best, one of the best gifts I've received this year uh, that I'm giving to myself. And like, I truly believe that the giving is the fun part. So I'm grateful and I wish you the best of all holiday seasons, however you celebrate, with whom you celebrate. And remember to love yourself. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut It's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.